4: This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Newmans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, it's week one of the Circa College Hoops Challenge right here from the VSIN studio inside the Circa Sportsbook. Riding the coattails of the Circa Friday Football Invitational, we have a College Hoops Handicapping Contest we're unveiling tonight with eight handicappers vying for. A prize package that Derek Stevens has put up here at the uh, Circa. And a trophy to the winner. This is about bragging rights. This is about giving people what they want. A bunch of best bets on the college basketball card on Saturdays. And it's a monster college basketball card this Saturday. 144 games on the card. It's kind of difficult to come up with uh, five plays. I had about, I think, 14 or 15 games on my initial list trying to cut it down to uh, five today, including a best bet and uh, the field of handicappers. I will uh, <clears throat> will announce, and you can also find all the details on this contest up at VSIN.com, We've got a story on the contest and all the information on the uh, eight handicappers in the field. Rex Byers, Will Hill, Aaron Moore, Tim Murray, Greg Hoops-Peterson, Wes Reynolds, Jim Root, and Paul Stone. Six of those eight on tonight's show. Here week one of the uh, Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Also, I have my best bets, and Danielle Alvari of v is going to play along with uh, her best bets uh, throughout this contest. And we have five from her tonight, and uh, including a play on the UCLA-Arizona game. All right, Wes Reynolds joins us now. Wes, uh, help me tip off the show tonight. The Circuit College Hoops Challenge, Wes. I think uh, Greg Hoops Peterson believes he's the favorite to win this thing. You're a guy who's always out for his due respect. Uh, do you do you believe that you should be the favorite in this eight handicapper field, considering your documented record here record here at V Center over the last couple of months has been number one at the network.
5: Oh man, I don't I don't know about that. I think uh, there's a lot of variants <laughs> because look. We're going to have 140 games, apparently, on a Saturday, every single Saturday. So, you know, just got to hope you pick the right ones. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think I should be at least up there. But I wouldn't call myself a favorite.
4: Okay, trying to be humble, uh, trying to deflect the pressure. Put all the pressure on Greg. You don't want to be the favorite. I like the underdog role, personally. So, uh, I did see on Twitter tonight uh, one a uh, person who was handicapping this contest said Wes Reynolds should be the favorite. So there you go, Wes. All the pressure's on you. You're the favorite. Uh, you put the mush on me. <laughs> uh, you have uh, had a great football season. You won the Westgate Superbook NFL Season Wins Challenge. You cast for 21000 in that. And uh, we document the plays here at V-Cent on all the shows. And you have had the uh, best record here for the past month or two. So nice job. I want to... Uh, Tip it off here with a game that is uh, not one of your best bets. And I'm not sure if it was on your radar, if you thought about making this a play. It's one of my plays. Uh, A few other guys, and Danielle also is playing this in the contest. How about the UCLA-Arizona game? And I want to hear your handicap on this one in Tucson on Saturday morning because the Bruins roll into Tucson on a 14-game win streak they had a late rally in Tempe a couple nights ago to uh, put away Arizona State. UCLA is 17-2, and has not lost since November 20th, and that was in Las Vegas. Uh, so what's interesting about this number, Wes, is that Circa opened UCLA a one-point favorite. DraftKings did as well. Right now at Circa, the favorite has flipped to Arizona, minus two. Do you agree with the move?
5: Yeah, I, I'm I'm not really sure what to make of it. I leaned Arizona when they were a dog, and I think when I got off my show with Femi Abebefe live bet tonight right here on Beeson, I was like, you know, if this got to two or two and a half Arizona getting at the McHale Center, I'd certainly be interested in Arizona, but... Last night, I did have ASU first half in game, so I ended up chopping and going one and one. I was impressed with UCLA because they absolutely shut down ASU in the final nine minutes. I think they only held them to like seven points. And you look at Arizona, Matt, I think when we watched the Maui Invitational, and I know you're a regular attendee of that event, Arizona looked so damn impressive. Yeah. Uh, they were shooting 45.2% from the three that was in the country. And we watched that team. It's like nobody's going to beat these guys. But since then, they've actually shot only thirty-one point one percent from the three, and I think they're twenty-six point one in Pac-12 games. That's third worst amongst Power Five teams in league games. Uh, you know, actually Power Six if you include the Big East. But so I don't know what to make of Arizona. Was that a fluke, or are you know, or are, are they just do some regression? I watched them in person right here at Las Vegas at the MGM Grand when they played Indiana. Indiana made a little run in the second half, but Arizona was, I think, way too athletic. And they've got big guys that can run the floor, especially the kid Tubelas, who I think is going to be a longtime NBA player. But I don't know what to make of this game. I would lean Arizona, but I'd want to be taken instead of laying.
4: Yeah, I, I'm uh, on the Arizona side here, too, and that Arizona plus one. But like I just said, Circa has flipped the favorite to Arizona minus two. DraftKings at Arizona minus one. And, uh, Wes, I did see Arizona up close at the Maui Invitational. Really, really impressed with uh, Ballo and Tubelis. you got a 7-footer, a 6'11 uh, forward who can stretch the floor, but the guards have got to step up. Kirk Carissa, Courtney Ramey, it's not a really deep team. The guards have got to shoot better. And uh, the, I think Arizona was playing some of its best basketball when the Cats blew out your Indiana Hoosiers here in Vegas. They seem to have regressed and kind of lost their way in Pac-12 play. Lost at Utah, blown out at Oregon. Maybe they can get back on track here, and this is going to be a big game in uh, Tucson to close kind of the gap at the top of the uh, Pac-12. But I do like Arizona a little bit in this game, but the guard play is going to be the key because I think Arizona is going to be a matchup problem for a lot of teams, Wes, with that size on the front line.
5: Yeah, no question about it. And last night against USC... They did kind of come a little bit back to the positive. They were 12-24 from the three. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that they beat USC so comfortably because Andy Enfield and the Trojans had played really close games against these guys. I didn't end up getting involved, but Arizona, I think, was just lying in wait to beat somebody after that embarrassing performance in Eugene last Saturday.
4: At West Reynolds 1 on Twitter, VSEN host and uh, a competitor here in the uh, Circuit College Hoops Challenge. That is not one of your... Five plays in the contest here in week one. I'm going to go to the Big Ten, which is uh, our favorite conference, Wes. And this is one that almost made my list. Just it was, In fact, it was my last cut. But I think this is a back-to-the-wall game for the Ohio State Buckeyes and Coach Chris Holtman. They just lost at Nebraska. They're coming home desperately in need of a win here. This line opened Ohio State minus five. It's down to three and a half at some spots. Iowa at Ohio State. You laid the four with the Buckeyes. Why?
5: Yeah, I'm even seeing three out there in the market yeah. now, Matt. So this is moving against the Buckeyes. So I don't quite have the best of it, so we'll try to win it anyway. But it's really, I mean, like you said in, in intro in the game, it is back against the wall for the Ohio State Buckeyes. They've lost five in a row. They were 10-3. and three. They were rolling. They lost that close game to Purdue on a, on a Thursday night, which they probably should have won. Holtman drew up a bad play at the end, which really surprises me because a lot of the Buckeye fans are really after Holtman, but I remember watching Holtman at Butler. I was like, man, this guy runs really good stuff, but at Mm -hmm. Ohio State, he hasn't been able to figure out it's too high a usage rate, I think, for Bryce Sensiball, who is really their most talented player, but... Not necessarily a great outside shooter, but ever since that Purdue game, they lose at Maryland, they lose at home to Minnesota as fifteen-point favorites, they lose at Rutgers, a game they really should have won, and then they lose to Nebraska. But it's more of a play against Iowa, Matt, because remember Iowa started zero and three in the Big Ten. They were down twenty to Indiana back on January fifth and came back and won the game by two. Then went at Rutgers, then beat Michigan in overtime, and then beat Maryland on Sunday. So they've won four in a row, but they've had almost a week off. They haven't played since Sunday. And I think that that's actually bad for a team. You want that time in between games when you're struggling or maybe you've lost two or three or three or four. Iowa, I think they wanted to keep playing. And we know what Fran McCaffrey's team is. They're really good offensively, fifth in adjusted offensive efficiency. They don't turn the ball over, fourth best in the country. But this is a team that really struggles to guard, and they especially struggle to guard off the dribble. Only Minnesota is worse in conference games in terms of uh, in terms of all the defensive statistics, and actually Iowa dead last in the Big Ten and effective field goal percentage. So I do think this is a get-right spot for Ohio State. If you like the Buckeyes, though, you can lay a better number than I did.
4: Well, I'm, I'm with you. I like the Buckeyes. haven't bet it yet, and I'm glad because uh, the price has dropped to three at DraftKings. Yeah, three and a half at circuit. That's 632 on the rotation, Ohio State. Wes, we got time for a quick analysis on uh, another game here before we take a break. I want to hear your thoughts on Virginia Tech plus two at Clemson, which is your best bet. Yeah, uh, there are
5: some injuries uh, on the Clemson side. We know Alex Hemingway has been out for a while on this Clemson run, but Clemson actually had their win streak snap. They were the only undefeated team in the ACC before Steve Forbes and Wake Forest got them. So sometimes, Matt, when you lose a game, you can kind of lose a second game uh, right right after the, ba- after the fact. Uh, Chase Hunter also battling some injuries, their point guard. And Virginia Tech is a team they have lost six in a row. Uh, starting at boston college lost at wake lost to clemson nc state and then at syracuse and virginia hunter cater is back for uh for mike young and virginia tech really their best three point shooter cater of course uh started his career at wofford where mike young used to coach so i think that this is the real buy low spot for virginia tech i think that uh you know these guys backs against the wall one and six uh You know, they don't turn the ball over. They're a pretty offensively efficient team, 35th best in the country. So, small number here. I know it's tempting on Clemson, but I'm going the other way with
4: the Hokies. All right, 761 on the rotation. Virginia Tech plus two. Not really any movement out in the market on that game uh, tonight since Wes uh, sent in his play. So, Ohio State minus four. Virginia Tech plus two. got three more plays from Wes Reynolds. Uh, Stay tuned back in a few minutes. This is Saturday bet prep with Matt Eumanns on Vsin, the
5: Sports Betting Network.
4: Watch football with a little more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com/slash Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars all season. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. DraftKings.com for details as always. Who's your number one draft pick? All right, let's get to it. Uh, Wes Reynolds joins me here on the Circa College Hoops Challenge, week number one. Let's take a look at the picks from Aaron Moore. And if uh, you didn't catch Aaron's segment in the uh, first hour of the show, go to vsyn.com. The show replays are up there. You can also find the plays for all the contestants at VSIN.com. They're going to be posted as soon as this show is over. You can find them on the website, also on Twitter, at VSINLive. Aaron Moore, for those who don't know, he's been a uh, writer and a contributor here at VSIN for a couple years. Uh, Wrote for VSIN's Point Spread Weekly. He writes for the website. And also, before that, he has an extensive background as a writer covering college hoops. He wrote for the Philadelphia Inquirer, Basketball Times, and the Sporting News. He's now a sports media professor at Ryder University. Let's look at Aaron Moore's five plays in week one here. George Washington, plus six and a half. Cornell, minus one. Belmont Bradley, over 137. Grand Canyon, minus one and a half. And best bet, UTEP, plus seven. And Wes Reynolds, that is a common play with you in the contest and I'm going to let you break this down, but I know what you're looking at here. Florida Atlantic, the number 24-ranked team in the country, 18-1, and one, has won 17 in a row since a loss to Ole Miss very early in the season. This is a third road game of the week for the Owls, and you like UTEP plus 7 as well.
5: Yeah, I do, Matt, and, and the third road game of the week for the Owls, and also a very busy Owls team, especially their coach, Dusty May, my old college classmate from Indiana University. He was actually a manager under Bob Knight in the final years of Bob Knight there in Bloomington, paid his dues, worked his way up, video coordinator, assistant at Florida under uh, Mike White, took over FAU uh, four years ago. He's never had a losing record but he's never had a team this good. This FAU team is clearly the best team in Conference USA. Only one kind of marquee win in terms of non-conference. They did go to Gainesville and beat Florida. But, yeah, this is a tough spot, I think, for F to go to a UTEP team that is the best defensive team in conference for a lot of the metrics defensive efficiency. They force a lot of turnovers, too. I think they're 22nd best out of, like, 360-plus teams in turnover percentage forced turnovers on 23.3 percent of opponents possessions and also this team coached by joe golding if you remember that name he was the coach at abilene christian back in 2021 when he beat his old buddy chris beard chris beard was actually an assistant at abilene christian when joe Uh and and they knocked out texas in, 2000, in 2021 so mm-hmm. Very good defensive coach, obviously learned a lot at the Chris Beard tree. And I just think that this is a tough spot for FAU. I think Dusty May's done a hell of a job. And Dusty, I think, is gonna get a high major job, you know, probably at the end of this year, if they get to the NCAA tournament, and even if they don't. But this is just tough, such a tough spot, Matt, because now all of a sudden FAU's starting to get the national media attention. And now, all of a sudden, Jim Rome and Dan Patrick and all the national radio shows are calling, all the college basketball columnists that focus on the big boy programs, the Jeff Goodmans of the world, they want to talk to you for interviews. Your team's getting covered by the local media a lot more down in South Florida. So that's a tough spot for a team that's kind of not used to this, where it's just like we're little Florida Atlantic in Boca Raton. And now, you know, we're in, in the top 25. And, They started out slow, actually, on Monday in that game against Western Kentucky. They were down at the half. Then they pulled away 76-62, and then they beat UTSA, UTSA at the bottom of the league. Second longest active win streak in the nation behind College of Charleston is FAU of 17 in a row. But going down to UTEP at the old Don Haskins Center down in El Paso, this is a tough spot. I think UTEP is in this right at the end. And if you give me the better defensive team getting points, more often than not, I'm going to be on that team.
4: You know, I thought about that play, too, UTEP plus seven, and uh, this number has dipped a little bit, Wes, so uh, the sharp money is on that side. Uh, There's no question. By the way, I've seen a game at the uh, Don Haskins Center in El Paso. What about you?
5: I have not. uh, It's one of those buildings. I was talking to somebody, actually, after I started the show with you. Somebody asked me if I'd ever been to the pit, and I know that you have, covering UNLV all those years. Those are always those, those venues I've wanted to go to to see a college basketball game.
4: By the way, here at Circa right now, UTEP down to plus 5. DraftKings 5.5, and, a half, and uh, Wes and Aaron Moore both grabbed us at UTEP plus 7 this afternoon when the uh, contestants put in their plays. All right, Wes, let's move on here. Uh, this is a very interesting. You talked about a tough spot. What's K-State in here? Uh, the, the Wildcats off their Super Bowl win against Kansas, and now they've got to come right back and face the Texas Tech team, Wes. That's 0-6 in the Big 12. But five of the losses by six points or fewer, and you got to think Mark Adams is going to have his team motivated for this one. Will K-State be a little bit flat? You like Texas Tech plus five and a half, and so do I.
5: Yeah, I do. And uh, look, I'm going back for seconds on the Red Raiders. I had them against Baylor the other night. They didn't get it done. You mentioned the losses in league play, and by the way. Clearly the best league in the country is the Big 12 Conference. Uh, Lost at TCU by six, lost to Kansas by three at home, lost to Oklahoma by five in overtime, lost to Texas by two, lost to Baylor by seven. Uh, Farduz Amok, the big man who transferred in from Utah Valley, they've recently added him. Now, he is not really good on the defensive end but he does give him some punch, I think, offensively. And, yeah, this is a sell-high spot, and that's what you want to do, I think, Matt, when you're betting college basketball, really on a nightly basis. You want to sell high. Kansas State does have Iowa State on deck as well. Uh, look, give him credit, and we were both on him the other night against Kansas. Uh, they benefited, I think, from some ice-cold shooting at the line and really from beyond the arc by Kansas, and plus the fact that I think at least three, even four of the starters, except for Jalen Wilson, fouled out for Kansas. And you could tell that Kansas is not really very deep, uh, very good starting five, but Bill Self had to go really deep into that bench and it really hurt him in the overtime. And I think that they're, Kansas State's probably going to get some negative shooting regression. While the opposite is true for Texas Tech, they've missed a lot of wide open jumpers this year. And when you look at the all the shooting uh, you know, regression, positive or negative. I think it balances out here. Uh, I like the Red Raiders. Mark Adams, I still think they're trying to figure out that defense because he's the guy that was kind of the pioneer of that no-middle defense that, like, all of these teams almost in the Big 12 runs. Scott Drew runs it at Baylor. Of course, Beard ran it at Texas before he was let go earlier this season. So I'm going to buy low on the Red Raiders, sell high on K-State.
4: All right. That's uh, Texas Tech plus five and a half. Wes, uh, let's go to Kansas next. And uh, you took eight with TCU. By the way, the openers at Circuit went up around 4.20 p.m. Pacific time here on Friday. And uh, Kansas opened an eight-point favorite. Wes, you grabbed the eight with TCU. That number is now down to six and a half.
5: Yeah, and, and rightfully so. If you look at TCU, and I don't play a lot of trends in college basketball, but I think this one's kind of indicative. They're 14-5-1 as an underdog over the last two seasons. Very good in this role. Two teams that can get up and down, you know, both offensively and defensively in transition. But uh, I think Mike Miles Jr. is going to be a tough cover for the Jayhawks. If you remember, TCU only lost by four in Lawrence last year. They split the season series. TCU won down at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth. Uh, but, you know, TCU hung in at Kansas last year, despite the fact that Mike Miles was in foul trouble really throughout the game. TCU is a team that really likes to get to the rim. They're not a great three-point shooting team. In fact, they're not very good at all. But they can get to the rim and they can control the offensive glass, you know, with Big Eddie Lampkin, who is kind of the hero of that run where they almost beat Arizona in the second round, if you remember, in that 1-8 matchup. So, uh, you know, Kansas, they just lost to their rival. Is there a little bit of, of hangover here? And that's something I think that's very concerning for the Jayhawks. And TCU, I think their rating is still a little bit low, Matt, because when a team gets a bad loss like they did, I think it was the second game of the year they lost to Northwestern State mm-hmm. at home, who I don't know their exact Ken Palm ranking, but I'm I, it's in like the 200- plus something. So it was a bad loss and that tends to linger over a team and kind of brings down its rating. Plus the fact that they had one of the easiest non-conference schedules in the country, but they've proven that they can play in big 12 play. They should have beat Texas. They melted down. They took the lead late against Iowa state and then Gabe Kausher, the Minnesota transfer hit a three at the buzzer. So, I worry a little bit about Kansas coming off that rough game and the fact that they're not a very deep bench, Matt, and TCU is.
4: All right, uh, TCU plus eight. Uh, I played against TCU, West a few nights ago with West Virginia and Bob Huggins. And uh, Huggins got a win he had to have, and uh, West Virginia's got a big one against uh, Texas tomorrow. Wes Reynolds, an encyclopedia of uh, knowledge. Wes, thanks a lot for the time. Good luck this weekend, man. You bet! I'll have a good weekend at West Reynolds One. We'll take a quick break. We come back. Tiny Tim Murray joins the show.
5: This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Eumanns on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: All right, thank you, Brent Musburger, for the intro. Sign up for a Vsin Pro subscription and get an email every Saturday morning with all the picks from the circa. College Hoops Challenge, which is $9.99. For the first 30 days, details at vcin.com slash subscribe. You'll find the Circa College Hoops Challenge picks from Tim Murray on vcin's picks page. Where we post all the plays mentioned by vcin host and their guest throughout the week. Go to com slash picks, vsin.com slash picks. All right, back here on the Circa College Hoops Challenge show. And we just had Wes Reynolds on. If you uh, want me to recap his plays, I will. I'm going to do it right now because Wes Reynolds uh, had five that, uh, that I like, actually. Four of them that I considered or played. Wes Reynolds on TCU, plus eight. Ohio State, minus four. Texas Tech, plus five and a half. UTEP, plus seven. And his best bet, Virginia Tech, plus two. I'm also going to give you the plays here from Jim Root, professional handicapper at Three Man Weave. You can follow Jim Root on Twitter at Second Chance Points. He's a regular on Tim Murray's show on weeknights here on VSYN. Jim Root is on Delaware plus four. James Madison, Southern Miss, over 147. How about this one? Florida State plus 10. Uh, The second to the last game that I cut from my list was Florida State plus 10. That number is now down to 7.5 at a lot of spots. Florida State at Pitt. Jim Root got a great number there on the Seminoles catching double digits. He's also on Baylor. Pick him. And his best bet, Nebraska-Omaha-South Dakota under 145.5, and and you have to love that. College Hoops got 144 games on the card on Saturday, and Jim Root's got a best bet on the Nebraska-Omaha-South Dakota game. All right, let's go to Tim Murray now. Tim, you can vouch for Jim root right? He's a regular on your show.
6: I, I definitely can vouch for Jim. And um, I'm not allowed to chat with him anymore now that we're in a competition. <laughs> so uh, usually we share some thoughts during the week, and uh, we will see. Uh, but uh, we, we exchanged our thoughts, and uh, we had no crossovers. I did – Initially, think about Oklahoma, and I'm uh, happy I left it off because he was on uh, Baylor, and, mm-hmm. and Baylor has moved from a pick to a minus two favorite.
4: Uh, yes, that's correct. Jim Root of uh, Three Man Weave. You can hear him on Tim Murray's show a lot, but apparently they're not talking anymore. Okay, Tim Murray <laughs> at one. Tim Murray on Twitter, and I called you Tiny Tim because you're what six foot nine? Is that right? Six eight or six nine? Uh, oh. Yeah. Six, 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 seven. 6'7". Now, get out of here. You're taller than that. Come on. <laughs> I, <just laughs> Whatever him, you want, Matt. You okay. want to put me 6'9"? I'm, 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 uh, I'm saying 6'8". I'm saying you're at least 6'8". So, uh, a little bit of background, though, for those who are following the contest for the first time and don't know, Tim, you were a big-time college basketball star. Can you give us a background?
6: I mean, yeah, huge star. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, set school records, which is actually factual. I you do own record, a school right? record. Yeah. Yes. Uh, worst free throw percent <laughs> in school history. Uh, at Muhlenberg College, Division Three, in Allentown, Pennsylvania, 25.8% in the 2007-2008 season.
4: Oh, my God. 25. Point, well, how many free throws did you attempt in that season? It was
6: eight for
4: 31. Say that again? Eight for thirty-one. Eight for thirty-one. Okay, Tim, come on, man. What? <laughs> I improved.
6: Hack- I improved into my senior year, though. I went nine for twenty-three.
4: <laughs> so they couldn't couldn't employ the shack on you the next year. No, I wouldn't
6: play. I didn't play nearly enough to get the Hack-A-Shack.
4: You improved almost to forty percent in the second season. All right, Tim, uh, let's <laughs> handicap the games here. You and I are thinking a lot alike this week because I like your list a lot and I have some similar plays. Let's start at the top. You're a Notre Dame guy. Mike Bray's going away party uh, on Saturday. Bray announces he's done after 23 years at Notre Dame. He's going to finish the season the all-time winningest coach. Off a blowout home loss to Florida State, he is a five-point favorite to BC. Are we crazy here? We're going to lay the points with a Notre Dame team that's been a terrible favorite this season.
6: We are crazy. Um, But if there's going to be a spot at all this year, Matt, where they play well, I feel like it is Saturday where they come together and they cover the five. And there's actually some four and a halfs out there. So if you Mm -hmm. like Matt and I, you can actually get a better number than than what I laid with, which was the five. Initially, I thought about a first half here, which I still may play tomorrow when those start to pop. Um, But I'm going to roll with the five here. Uh, Boston College is a team that is not very good either, Matt. Uh, they've lost four in a row. Actually, their only win uh, prior to that was Notre Dame. So there's the revenge angle, too. And, you know, I think you're actually going to get a pretty good crowd. The crowds have been sparse there at uh, at the Joyce Center, whatever they're calling it these days. So, yeah, we're probably crazy, but I think this is the one opportunity to back Notre Dame. And uh, we'll see if they can maybe – a mini run, but uh, I do like the Irish here against Boston College, and hold our nose and lay the five.
4: Yeah, you got to think this team's going to play hard for uh, Mike Bray, and it's going to be a great atmosphere at this game. Notre Dame 3-15 and one against the spread this season, but Tim and I laying the points here, laying the five with Bray against uh, BC. All the contestants here in the uh, Circuit College Hoops Challenge using the lines from Circa Sports and DraftKings when the openers go up on a Friday afternoon. Tim, you and I also on Arizona here, and we took one with the Cats. The favorite has flipped now at Circa. Arizona minus two, at DraftKings minus one, uh, but I do like the Arizona side, and you do too. Why do you like the Wildcats against a Bruins team that rolls in on a 14-game win streak?
6: Yeah, Arizona, uh, we'll start with UCLA, Matt. Um, close game until wasn't against Arizona State on Thursday, and it just feels like at some point someone's going to jump up and bite UCLA. Look, there's a lot to like about UCLA this year. Jaime Jaquez, Tiger Campbell, you know, Jaden Jalen Clark. They got a lot of great pieces. But we know that Arizona, despite the fact that they lost at home a couple weeks ago in one of the most inexplicable, bizarre results of the college basketball season, a home loss to Washington State, by a Baker's dozen. This is an incredibly challenging place to play. And I think more so, Matt, we will see the effort that they got at home when they beat Tennessee right before Christmas as opposed to what we saw three weeks ago. So this is going to be a great atmosphere, early game. Everyone can watch before the NFL games. I think it's a noon or two east, two Eastern uh, tip off around noon. Uh, local time so i like arizona here i'm a big tommy lloyd guy and i think they're gonna start to kind of figure things out they've had a couple weird losses you know last saturday they got blown out by oregon i think this is a get right spot and uh you know the market is uh, agreeing with us here and i think they they can put it all together in a massive spot against top five team.
4: Yeah, Circa's a sharp sharp book, and uh, this book has moved from uh, minus one on UCLA to minus two at Arizona. Three point move on that game. Tim, you're on Marquette, 7 11. I almost played this. It didn't make my final five. Marquette opened a three point favorite here at Circa, dropped to one and a half when you played it. Marquette minus one and a half. Now it's two and a half is the number here. Marquette at Seton Hall.
6: I just like the spot more for Marquette than Seton Hall. Uh, Seton Hall. Coming off of a massive win over UConn earlier this week, UConn obviously was without their head coach uh, in that spot. Look, you, uh, Seton Hall is not a daunting environment to play at. Uh, I don't normally like the lay points on the road, Matt, uh, but I just do think this is a spot for Marquette. I think there's a better basketball team. Right now, they're the number one uh, adjusted offensive efficiency team in the country. I'm a huge shocker smart believer. I was impressed by their performance that we saw this week against providence albeit jared bynum didn't play uh for providence in that one but i think this is a spot more so a fade of seton hall coming off of the win over a top 10 team in yukon and uh, i think this number is just cheap enough to roll with marquette here at under two uh to Mm -hmm. see if the golden eagles can keep it rolling here and uh kind of get seton hall maybe just a little fat and happy after a great performance
4: earlier this week. All right, I like your Marquette bet. we got about a minute left for the final two. I think that your explanation is going to be pretty easy here. 8-11, Gonzaga, you laid 15.5 today. It's up to 17 at circa on the Zags.
6: Yeah. As you know, me and you think very similarly. We don't like to lay big numbers, but there are exceptions sometimes, and that's going to be this one. Pacific is no good. It's a road game. Marquette just blew or Gonzaga just lost for the first time at home in, what, 75 games? I think it was 92 games they hadn't lost to unranked opponents. I think Mark Few's squad kind of unleashes fury on Pacific on the road, Mm -hmm. so I'll lay the big number against Pacific.
4: All right, and uh, K-State off its Super Bowl win over Kansas. We've talked about this during the show. Your best bet, Tim, Texas Tech plus five and a half.
6: Texas Tech is 0-5 in conference play, Matt. What could go wrong taking a 5.5-point underdog on the road at Kansas State? Court storm, we fade the uh-huh. Purple Cats.
4: All right, that's one Tim Murray on Twitter. Tim, good luck this weekend. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. All right, we come back with the rest of the plays in the Circa College Hoops Challenge.
5: This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on v the sports betting network.
4: Football playoffs are heating up with BetRivers' online sportsbook. BetRivers is your go-to book for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate this weekend with the Divisional Round Parlay Insurance. Then extend it throughout the rest of the playoffs with the playoffs' first TD insurance. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all the action Again, the BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Are you going to get a bunch of college hoops plays in the final segment of this show tonight? So go to vsin.com to check them out. We'll have a full report on the contest up on the website as soon as the show ends. Also at live on Twitter. And also at vsin.com, Adam Burke does a uh, great write up every day scouting the top games in college basketball. So check out Adam Burke's uh, daily write ups on college hoops. And um, let's move on with the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. And uh, Tim Murray was just on. Let's recap Tim Murray's plays and throw up uh, his chart there. Notre Dame minus 5. Arizona plus 1. Cats are now two-point favorites here at Circuit. by the way. Marquette minus 1.5. Gonzaga minus 15.5. And, and the best bet for Tim Murray, Texas Tech plus 5.5 at K-State. Rex Byers, lead odds maker, head of wagering at PlayUp Sports USA, PlayUp USA. Rex Byers in studio with me tonight. And uh, you can also uh, go to vcn.com to catch a replay of these shows if you want to see his analysis on these games. Uh, Rex is on TCU, plus 7.5. Also on Arizona, plus 1. Akron, minus 6.5. Santa Clara, plus 12. And the best bet for Rex buyers is Louisiana Lafayette, minus 3. All right, let's go to Greg Hoops Peterson. Hoops, the host of the Greg Peterson Experience at GUnit underscore 81. Very popular guy on Twitter and Instagram. Hoops has got Iowa Hawkeyes. Grabbed a good number here. Plus 5 at Ohio State. That number's down to 3.5. Again, contestants here. File their plays to me between uh, 3 and 5.30 p.m. Pacific time on Friday afternoons, and they're all circus sports and DraftKings opening numbers, and these numbers are going to move uh, some by a couple points by the time we get to the show on Friday nights. But again, that's not going to happen in a lot of cases, but it did in this one. Iowa plus five at Ohio State. Wes Reynolds on the Buckeyes, and uh, I do think it's a back-against-the-wall game. Uh, for the Buckeyes, you got to think they come out and play hard uh, on their skid in the Big Ten. Greg Hoops Peterson, also on Delaware, plus four and a half. Kentucky, minus four and a half. That's a common play with me. Robert Morris, minus seven and a half. And the best bet for Hoops, UCLA, Arizona, under 150 and a half. Biggest game in college Hoops of the 144. On the uh, rotation Saturday in Tucson, UCLA, at Arizona Bruins, roll in on a a 14-game win streak. Arizona looked like the best team in the Pac-12 early this season. All right, so uh, you also need plays here from Paul Stone, who was on the show. Paul Stone, professional handicapper and uh, better out of Texas, at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. He's playing the total in the Texas A&M-Kentucky game, under 138 a m Kentucky under 138. North Texas, Mean Green, plus four. Paul is fading his Texas Longhorns, playing West Virginia minus two. Mountaineers at home, trying to win back-to-back games for Bob Huggins, and uh, the Longhorns trying to avoid back-to-back losses in the Big 12. Uh, they took a lopsided loss at Iowa State a few nights ago. So, Paul... On West Virginia, minus two. Arizona State, minus three. That's uh, Sun Devils laying the points against USC. And the best bet uh, for Paul Stone, Cal Baptist, the Lancers, five-and-a-half-point favorites. And uh, Cal Baptist playing Tarleton uh, tomorrow night. And I believe that's in uh, Riverside. I believe Cal Baptist is uh, in Riverside. Uh Lancer's 5.5 point favorites up to 6 right now at circa 8.20 on the rotation. That's Paul Stone's best bet is uh, Cal Baptist. Alright, how about Will Hill? v analyst? Another We've only got two East Coast guys in this contest. and That's Aaron Moore and Will Hill. Follow him at #90WillHill on Twitter. He's going to be on the football show with me here uh, Saturday night on v as we uh, preview the NFL Sunday games. But he loves college hoops handicapping. He Lobbied hard to be in this contest. So Will Hill is in. And he's got Georgia Tech plus 2.5. Georgetown plus 19. Not too many fans of uh, Patrick Ewing out there. Plenty of seats available on the Patrick Ewing bandwagon. But the number has dropped to 17.5. So Will got a good number with the Hoyas at 19. He's also on TCU plus 7.5. How about 7.19 on the rotation? The Towson Tigers out of the Colonial Athletic Association. He's going to lay nine and a half with Towson at Elon. And the best bet for Will Hill, he fired he, uh, fired this one before uh, Circa opened. Arizona as a one-point favorite. DraftKings opened to pick him. And uh, Will Hill's best bet, Arizona pick him against uh, UCLA. And the Bruins uh, now two-point dogs in that game. But the best bet for Will is uh, Arizona. All right, let's take a look at uh, my best bets in uh, the first week of this contest. And uh, Tim Murray and I, got some common plays here. Uh, Notre Dame, a five-point favorite in the Mike Bray going away game. And the Irish are tough to back. They've been a terrible team as a favorite, terrible team in general against the spread and off a blowout home loss to Florida State. But this is a team that had reasonably high preseason expectations, got some talent. And I think you're going to get a... um, a plus effort out of the Irish, considering Mike Bray's retirement announcement uh, yesterday. All time winning as coach at Notre Dame. As bad as the Irish look to Florida State, I think they're going to look uh, that much better against BC on Saturday. Notre Dame minus five. How about Kentucky minus four and a half? And, you know, a week ago, Kentucky was a 12 point dog at Tennessee. Wildcats ran the balls off the floor and Knoxville. I think they're back on track. I think Oscar Shibwe is back on track as well. I think Kentucky's figured a lot of things out here in the past week. Shibwe, 37 points, 24 rebounds against Georgia. Big second half comeback for Kentucky in that one. And uh, the Wildcats won two in a row since that ugly loss to South Carolina and the blowout loss at Alabama. I do think they're back on track and I'm not a complete believer in this uh, Texas A&M team. So I laid the four and a half with Kentucky, I think we've talked enough about the uh, UCLA Arizona game, but I'm on Arizona plus one. We've also talked a lot about the uh, Texas Tech K State game. I'm on Texas Tech plus five and a half, and the best bet for me is UNLV minus three. And I really don't have one game I love more than any others. Pretty much bet the same in all these games tomorrow. I've got about 15 games I like, but UNLV is a desperate team. One and five in the last six in the Mountain West. Two of those losses in overtime. Kevin Kruger's got too much talent to continue losing with this team, and it's not a very talented Fresno team. I played UNLV minus three. Looks like it's ticking up to uh, three and a half at most spots on the screen as we speak. Fresno, a six and 11 team that lost to Air Force at home. Uh, I think the Rebels. Uh, they're, they're, they've they're they also got their backs to the wall. They need a get-right type of game, and I think this should be it at Fresno. Uh, <clears throat> how many times can you get punched in the teeth until you stop smiling? I think that applies to the Rebels in this game in Fresno, and they come out and play with a lot of fire. So I use UNLV minus three as the best bet, and also I think there are a lot of matchups that favor, on-court matchups that favor the Rebels in that matchup against the Bulldogs in Fresno. All right, Danielle Alvaria of e wanted to be in this contest, but she didn't tell me until after we set the field. So like Mike Palm did in the uh, Circa Friday Football Invitational, Danielle is going to play along with her five best bets every week, five top plays and a best bet each week. And Danielle said uh, she wants to participate even though she's not an official participant. So here we go. The five plays for Danielle this week, TCU plus seven and a half. Kansas State, minus five. She's going opposite a lot of us on the Texas Tech play. Miami, of Florida, plus five at Duke. And she's also taking UCLA in a pick'em spot against uh, Arizona. That was obviously before the line moves. TCU, Kansas State, Miami, and UCLA in the best bet for Danielle. Virginia Tech, Clemson, over 142.5. I didn't know she was deep into totals in college hoops, but she's playing the over. In the Virginia Tech-Clemson game is her uh, best bet. We'll have Danielle's picks every week here on the uh, Circuit College Hoops Challenge. That's week number one. Again, go to the website, vsin.com. Go to Twitter, at vsinlive. All the plays are going to be posted for the contest. Thanks for listening, and uh, also thanks to uh, Mike Palm for joining the show uh, tonight. That wraps it up. Best of luck. Let's cash some tickets on Saturday. This is vsin, the Esports Betting Network.